Hello, friends, and welcome to Zero with Ashley and Friends, a morning show to help you start off your day with something to think about, or maybe just laugh about. Our episodes are super short, so you can listen while you're getting your coffee, eating breakfast, on your way to work, and all the episodes are completely unedited. I'm Ashley, your host. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Serial with Friends. And hey, it's going to be a good day. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is my friend, Janie. And we are going to be talking about millennials because we both are millennials. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I... I thought of this because we met for lunch one day mm-hmm. and I don't remember how it came up, but we had this really good conversation just about like the misconceptions of yeah. being a millennial and sort of the bad rep that we get. And we were sort of untangling all of that. Yeah. I don't remember how it came about either. Um, but we definitely segued into <laughs> the downfalls of millennial and it was a good talk. Yeah. So here we are and we're actually going to do two episodes. Mm-hmm. So this first one is going to focus more on like the challenges, um, some of the shame that comes with being a millennial, the negative aspects. And then the second episode, um, will focus more on the positive aspects of being a millennial and um, some of the rebuilding and rebranding, to use a millennial word, <laughs> yes. I guess. Yes. So, all right. Um, so first I thought we could talk about what being a millennial means to us personally, how we define that. Yeah. Um, I And I honestly, I think I had said this, but I hate being grouped as a millennial. There's a lot of shame there. There is. And I just feel like, you know, shameful, embarrassed about it. I'm mm-hmm. like... I feel like I have to defend myself. Um, What's the image that comes to your mind when you think of a millennial? Like a couch potato yeah. still living at their parents' house. They have the hipster glasses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super hipster. Yes. I own a pair. So. Um, and uh, I mean, this is going to be millennial for me to say this, but I don't feel like I identify as a millennial. <laughs> I don't want to identify as a millennial. Which just means that I am, but yeah. still. Yeah. Um, it's those negative connotations that come with being a millennial that I just don't like. And that's, you know, sometimes being lazy, mm. we get that. Um, and, you know, being entitled. Yes. Um, so, you know, all those negative things that I just feel like we are put in this box. Um, yeah, I think so too. And, and according to our like description of what we are, we hate being put into boxes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel oh. like the hardest part of it for me though, is feeling like, condescended to and blamed for a lot of things like I feel like when people use millennial in a derogatory sense I feel like I'm being told that I'm just a child like I haven't really grown up you're an adult who doesn't know how to take care of yourself and I'm like I it it really does make me question my independence and my ability to take care of myself because I don't have it all together and sometimes I'm like am I just a millennial woman child I don't know (laughs) It shakes my confidence. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It definitely um, <laughs> shakes your confidence. <laughs> I like that way of saying it. Um, gosh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. But. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's how I feel. It's like, I feel like it makes me feel like a child. Again. Oh, yeah. And that's really kind of a scary feeling because yeah. I feel like a lot of my decisions as an adult 
and I didn't really realize this until later, but a lot of my decisions as an adult have been like, I have to prove that I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. I yeah. have to prove that I'm mature <laughs> yes. and responsible and, yeah. and that I can do this. Yeah. And, and some of those decisions have been good and some of them have not been good. Right. <laughs> but it's just sort of, I feel like I'm constantly trying to prove myself to the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like with that, I just feel like it seems like it's our fault. Yeah. You know, like we are at fault for um, all of these things. And, you know, obviously we can take blame where sure. blame is due, but um, for things that we can't control, um, yeah. I don't like being, you know, put at fault for these things right. and these actions. And yeah. Yeah. So I know you kind of did, we've both done some reading, but mm -hmm. what are some things that um, like maybe some statistics, like I know millennials aren't buying houses mm -hmm. or, well, you just bought a house, but I just buy a house. <laughs> many millennials are but, buying houses, but they're buying them later. Later. Yeah. yeah. Same with marriage. Marriage is All later. All millennials are marrying later. What are some other kids things? later? Kids later. Everything's later. Yeah. And so I think the boomer generation looks yeah. at that and is like, are you lazy? Why mm -hmm. can't you afford these things? Yeah. And we discussed at lunch that day how we grew up, not all millennials, but the bulk of millennials mm -hmm. grew up during an economic yeah. recession. Yep. And thinking about how that affected us when we got out of college, there weren't as many job opportunities mm -hmm. available to us. Yeah. And so that sort of set us at a disadvantage because when the economy started booming again, employers weren't going to the, the generation that missed out. They wanted yeah. the new fresh college graduates. Right. And so there was this huge gap of kids yeah. who or call it, I say kids, see, <laughs> right. see what they've done to me, yes. <laughs> as kids. There yeah. was this gap of, of um, millennials who um, just took unpaid internships and yeah. lived at home with their parents. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because they were uneducated or lazy, but they really did not have as many opportunities right. available. Yeah. And so, and we were talking, there was another statistic that said that we're the most educated generation. We yeah. have the most degrees. We just don't know what to do with them, right? <laughs> because there weren't very many opportunities. I was going to say, I feel like part of that is because there weren't jobs available. And so yeah. it's like, all right, I guess we'll go back to school mm -hmm. um, and just doing more um, education because there wasn't a job available at the time. That's a really good point. Um, that's kind of what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. I'll just get a master's. <laughs> right. I've had a lot of friends that did that. Um, and but you have, I'm sorry. I no, go ahead. You have that false hope of, Oh, the more degrees I get, the, the better job I'll get. Yeah. Like I'll find something. And I just accumulated degrees and then yeah. was like, I still can't find a job. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I know. And I feel like to go off of that question of, um, you know, why are these things happening later? Mm -hmm. um, I think because we're so educated, we are uh, so much in debt that yeah. we, we have to pay off this debt before we can buy a house. You know, we can barely afford to pay rent and, you know, car payment, insurance, all these things, mm -hmm. um, as well as paying off our student loans. Um, so yeah. how do we fit uh, a house mortgage in there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so because we are just strapped with so much debt, we aren't able to do these things. We don't want to, you know, get married and start a family if we can't provide for that family. Right. You want that financial stability before yeah. you move forward in that. Yeah. So I, I do think that while yes, we are educated, that education kind of did set us back a mm -hmm. little bit as far as, you know, our definition of adulthood. Like right. 
yeah, I'm 32 and I finally feel like an adult because I bought my own house. Like before that, I definitely did not feel like an adult. So but, interesting. Um, and I've heard, I've heard other people say like, oh, I'll feel confident once I get a yeah, house. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? There are adults in New York that live in apartments. Right, right. <laughs> but for some reason, we define a we define becoming an adult as acquiring a house mm -hmm. and getting married and having kids. Yeah. And you're not a real adult until you do those things. Yeah. You're not a successful adult. You're not a successful yeah, adult. It's That's a success true. that comes with that. That's true. Um, I did. I asked my dad, you know, how did you have a house? Like he graduated college, got married, mm -hmm. immediately had a house. How many degrees does your dad have? He only has one. Right. That's the thing he with the boomer one. generation. They all have one degree and they're so successful. Okay, yes. Continue. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how did you do it? Because there is absolutely no way that I can, I could have bought a house at 23. Like there's yeah. no way. And one, times were different. Inflation sure. was different. Um, but he didn't have the student debt that we had, you know, right. and um, while I was blessed to not have a ton of student debt, I still had, uh, student loans that I had to pay off. And so, um, he didn't, he didn't have those loans. Um, I think one thing that can also be not necessarily a downfall for our generation, but we have to be doing something that we find purpose in. Yes. And my dad, um, well, not that he doesn't find purpose in his job, but for him, it was more of like stability. And mm. so like this job is providing for my family. Do I love it? No, but it provides for my family. And so I'm going to do it. And mm. so while they didn't love their jobs, they stuck with it because that's what you do. You work your way up and you yeah. just stick with it. And we are a generation that's not willing to just stick with it. You know, we want to be doing something that we find purpose in or doing something outside of our job that a job that allows us to do things outside of that, you know? Yes. Um, and I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking my language. Yeah. Cause like my dad has been, he has been in the same industry for way too long. And I'm like, how I have changed industries and jobs so many times, mm -hmm. but I mean, part of it was, I just didn't find purpose or I wasn't able to do things outside of it or, um, there was no upward movement, you know, these yeah. different things that he did have. Um, mm. So while he may not be passionate about what he does, he's good at it. He's done it a long time and it provides, right. you know, it's a different mentality because mm -hmm. like you're saying, it's like you get a job, you get locked into it and that is what you do. Yeah. And there's no other yeah. alternative. And I think something that we as millennials value is options. Yes. Having lots of options. Yes. And because we know there are other options, mm -hmm. we're like, well, I can shop around. Yeah. I can find something that gives me more of a sense of purpose. Yeah. And so I don't know. I kind of waffle back and forth. Maybe that's a millennial thing. <laughs> I waffle back and forth on whether yes. it's a bad thing to want to find purpose in my right. job. And I'm like, no, I think it's okay. But you also want to be able to commit yeah. and not just spend your life nomading around. Yeah. From job to job. And I had actually read something about like, yes, we want to do a, a job with purpose, but like these jobs are not paying us enough to uh, support ourselves. And yeah. so if, if we're not going to get paid enough, we might as well be doing something that we're passionate about mm. or that we find purpose in. And so, whereas his job did provide for him, mm -hmm. um, our jobs just aren't providing for us. Minimum wage isn't providing for us. And, mm -hmm. um, so 
if we're not going to make money, we might as well enjoy, enjoy doing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be dirt poor. At least right? enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do feel like part of like the whole, um, our generation is seen as entitled. Yes. Um, and I think part of that can be seen in our jumping of jobs or I deserve to be at the top of this job. I deserve this position. Well, I only have three degrees. So. <laughs> right. Because I have these degrees, I deserve yeah. these things. But at the same time, um, we have worked for, you worked for those mm -hmm. degrees and we you have the, the education. Internships. <laughs> yes. You lived on a couch for a year. <laughs> yeah. You have made sacrifices um, in order to be in that position and yeah, you want it, but mm -hmm. it's not a sense of entitlement. It's you've worked for it. Right. Um, yeah. And I think another thing, uh, that I just enjoy having these conversations with my dad, especially he's a boomer. And so one thing that, um, he said is, you know, life was hard growing up and he yeah. didn't, his parents couldn't always provide for everything that they wanted. They had everything they needed, but, um, you know, his dad was in the military and still, they just didn't have everything they wanted. Um, and because of that, um, you know, he did go to college and he, um, was able to get a good job after. Um, but he had to work his way through college. He mm -hmm. had to, um, pay for college himself, you know, all these things that he had to work really hard for, um, he didn't want his kids to have to work as hard as he sure. did. And so um, I do feel like, you know, the parents that raised our generation um, did influence these, our, our generation. <laughs> yeah. Sure. These, these, the ways that we're seen um, have been molded by the parents that raised mm -hmm. us. And, um, and that's not to be like, Bloomers. 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 <laughs> Boomers. We blame you. That's not what we're saying. No, no. It's just, it kind of gives you a little perspective of like, okay, so there's a reason why yes. you see this way. Yeah. You know, everybody got a participation trophy. Like, mm -hmm. well, because they didn't want anyone to feel left out. Right. Know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, competition is always a good thing too. So um, it's just these little things that like we while yes, we may come across as self-centered, we may come across as entitled. Um, I think those are just the negative ways of looking at mm. um, how we respond to things or the way that we do certain things or what we expect out of certain situations. Um, and so I think that's why it's hard for me to identify as a millennial <laughs> because one, I didn't have a choice to grow up this way. I didn't choose to be born I when I did. I didn't choose to be born this way. Um, I think too, our generation is um, like, I remember not having a cell phone. Yeah. Um, and my sister who is technically a millennial doesn't know life without a cell phone. Right. Um, and so I do feel like there's a huge range too in our generation of, mm. um, I feel like there should be a divide, you know, of like, if you millennials right closer to gen z millennials <laughs> millennials yes <laughs> um yeah like if you knew life before social media mm -hmm. i memorized my friends phone numbers because we didn't have cell yeah, phones you called them on the landline i don't even know my sister's phone number now you yeah. know like um so it's just i do feel like there's a wide range of ages mm -hmm. and experiences and it's hard to 
and this is with all stereotypes though, sure. put somebody in a box right. and I feel like I'm being put in a box. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just feel like, why does there have to be that negative connotation mm-hmm. when you say millennial? Yeah. And I, I think like what I would love to see is like moving towards reclaiming millennials and yeah. defining them as like reclaiming the terms of millennial there you go. and redefining them as like something that can be really positive. Yeah. But what it, it really comes down to, and you were kind of touching on this is like understanding our differences mm-hmm. and being able to respect them. Yeah. So boomers understanding why a millennial thinks differently and yeah. vice versa um, yes. And understanding how you think differently and not being like, well, that's stupid. You shouldn't think that way. <laughs> right. But instead working to communicate through that. Yeah. We have to wrap up this episode. Yeah. But in the next one, I realized we we mainly focused. We, I can't talk. <laughs> we're mainly, we mainly focused on the relationship between boomers and millennials. It would be interesting in our next episode to look at Gen Z and millennials oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> all right. Next episode. (laughs) Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a seriously great day. (laughs) Bye, friends.